Welcome back to Seconds Flat. We're glad to have you in for mile 64 of the program. We're continuing with our Workouts We Love series today, and this episode focuses on alternation workouts. Before we get into the main course, a few appetizers with current events in running. First, the Valencia Marathon and Half Marathon are coming up this weekend. Amid a shortened season of road racing, this is one of the premier events and perhaps our best chance to see some records fall. Both the men's and women's half records will be under assault, but our attention turns to a subplot in the half. Emily Sisson sets her target on Molly Huddle's American half record. You remember Huddle ran 67.25 at Houston in 2018. And Sisson's team says she may be in career best fitness. Also, in the marathon, we'll see the return of Jordan Hesse. It's been a disappointing past year for Jordan between injuries and falling short of the Olympic team in Atlanta. So hopefully she has a rebound performance in Spain. The action starts at 8 a.m. local time, so in the wee hours of Sunday morning here in the States. By the time you get up Sunday morning we may have a new U.S. record holder. Also, last week, our guy Benji had boots on the ground for the JFK 50 mile outside of D.C. The JFK 50 is America's oldest ultramarathon and one of its most prestigious. There, Hayden Hawks won the men's race in 5 hours, 18 minutes, and 40 seconds. Hawks broke trail legend Jim Walmsley's course record by nearly three minutes. Many thought that mark might stand for decades, so kudos to Hayden Hawks on an amazing race. Now, let's transition to alternation workouts. This type of quality session has been used for decades by some of the sport's most successful coaches and athletes. Bill Bowerman and the men of Oregon. Australians like Rob DiCostella and Steve Monaghetti, who thrived in the 80s and 90s, famed Italian coach Renato Canova, and many recent East African training groups. But it seems like many Western athletes now overlook alternations. So in mile 64, we're explaining the purpose of alternations, guiding you through the session's history, and providing some concrete examples you might add into your training. This could be a valuable tool for unlocking a big breakthrough. As with our progression run conversation in mile 63, we'll root the application of alternation workouts in knowing why you are doing what you are doing when you are doing it. So, first, what's an alternation run, you ask? The key component here is alternating paces rather than a traditional interval with resting recovery. Maybe you've been doing sets of repeat quarters. The timeless combination of X number of repeats at Y pace on Z seconds rest. Like hypothetically 10 by 400 meters at 5k pace with a minute rest. As you close the final hundred of each rep, you're craving that rest period. Then, hopefully, as that precious minute ticks away, you begin feeling recovered and ready to attack the next lap. Now, the magic of the alternation kicks in 
as we eliminate that recovery interval. Some of you are probably thinking to yourselves, that sounds awful, no recovery. How can I expect you to complete the workout without the rest? But how about we flip that thought? How can you be prepared for a continuous racing situation if all of your workouts always include ample rest? Now, I use plenty of quality sessions with rest breaks as well, but I don't want them as the only arrow in my quiver. So let's play with the rest variable. Rather than stop and go, stop and go, stop and go, the alternation workout is all about pace change. Take your standing rest or easy jogging and turn it into what we call a float, a cruise, or a steady segment. The specific pace associated with your float varies based on the workout, and we'll consider that more here in a bit. For now, think about it generally like you are driving down the highway and you just take your foot off the gas rather than slamming on the brakes. We're decelerating and taking the pace of your car down from 65 to 55 rather than 65 to zero. Clearly this creates less depth of rest, but how does that help us? Well, when you ask a runner about slowing down in a race, the answers often fall into one of two buckets. The first is the lactic acid response. Runners feel their legs burning and assign it to the feeling of quote-unquote going lactic. This answer somewhat misses the mark, but it's on the right track toward explaining that tying up many of us have felt late in a hard effort. The real culprit might be spiking blood lactate levels. As a consequence of rapid increases in blood, blood lactate, our bodies struggle with their normal processes of regulating hydrogen ions, energy production, and calcium uptake. The result? Our muscles just slow us down. Workouts like alternation can make us better able to clear excess lactate and more capable of using it as fuel. The second category of response includes the fatigue from holding a challenging pace for a long time. This fatigue can be both physical and mental. By applying a float recovery, your goal race pace feels much easier. Imagine, if you're training for a half marathon or marathon, and you do bouts of work with those paces, your half marathon or marathon goals, as your floats, suddenly race pace feels much less demanding. Plus, as an answer for both perceived problems of the slowing runner, we are teaching our bodies to recover at quicker paces. What a valuable skill for dealing with surges in a race than coming back to a cruising pace or just for increasing cruising pace in a different way than your normal tempo run. All right, to get into some examples, let's start with a historical analysis. Here in the States, alternations were a bedrock workout of the University of Oregon distance dynasty under coach Bill Bowerman 
and his successor, Bill Dellinger. Perhaps the most famous example is the 30-40 drill. The Ducks coaches employed the 30-40 with Steve Prefontaine and fellow Olympians like Alberto Salazar and Steve Savage. The goal of the session? A continuous run with alternating 200-meter segments at 30 seconds, then at 40 seconds. Pre once completed 18 laps, or four and a half miles, at this blazing pace. For context, the 30-second 200 translates roughly to Pre's mile pace, and the 40-second 200 approximates to what many coaches might call a steady-state pace. You could think of it like marathon pace. So while alternating between 30-second 200s and 40-second 200s in a continuous run might be out of the question for you and for most mortals, think about it more so in terms of your mile and maybe marathon pace. So if you're a 520 miler and a three-hour marathoner, your version of the 30-40 drill could be the 40-50 drill. It's not the same pace, but the stimulus should be just as valuable to you as it was for those Oregon Ducks. The Australians later devised several iconic alternating sessions. First is the eponymous Aussie Quarters workout. We sometimes call this Deke's Quarters since it was a staple of Rob D. Costello's training program. Deke won the Rotterdam, Fukuoka, and World Championships marathons and held the world record in that event for three years in the early 80s. Nearly year-round, Deke performed a weekly session of 8 by 400 meters with a 200-meter quick recovery. For him, that meant a quarter mile in 62 to 64 seconds with a 45-second float recovery 200. For us average runners, we might run the quarters at 5K pace, or perhaps as fast as 3K pace, and float at marathon pace or slightly slower. This total session equals three miles plus a warm-up and a cool-down. Boom, you're in and you're out. But it is a sneaky tough workout. If you get out too hard, Aussie quarters will humble you, no doubt. So let's go back to the example runner we used earlier, the 520 miler and the three hour marathoner. You've got the 4050 drill instead of the 3040. And now you can plug that in on Deke's quarters as well. Just manipulate the times for you. I'm guessing your 5K pace is probably then in the six minute per mile range. So you might be hitting quarters at 90 seconds, and then your float, marathonish pace, maybe is 55 seconds, let's say. I like both Aussie quarters and the 3040 really in the core of hard training. These are great efforts in your buildup if you are going to race a mile, 5K, or 10K. Particularly with Deke's quarters, though, that could become your speed work in a half marathon or marathon cycle. Around the same time as DiCastella, fellow Aussie Steve Monaghetti created a fartlek alternation workout that served him well through almost two decades of representing his country on the track and roads. 
I use it frequently and love the bang for your buck in a condensed 20-minute outing. Sometimes I'll describe this one as the toughest way to do a 20-minute tempo run. Here's the workout composition. 2 by 90 seconds, 4 by 60 seconds, 4 by 30 seconds, and 4 by 15 seconds with a recovery float of the same amount of time following each of the hard efforts. So the start of the workout would look like 90 seconds hard, 90 seconds float, 90 seconds hard, 90 seconds float, and then you'd move on to the 60s, then the 30s, then the 15s. Like Di Costello with the Aussie Quarter, this fartlek works throughout the year. A key component here is just emphasize harder hard segments to make it more of a speed-oriented effort. Or use steadier up-tempo floats for an endurance focus. That was actually what Mona Getty discussed with his coach when originally devising the workout. They referred to stamina. He wanted a stamina builder in a short time frame. My favorite construction here is floating near marathon pace while running the hard 90s at half marathon effort, the 60s at 10k effort, the 30s at 5k effort, and the 15s hard with whatever I have left in the tank. In this way, I've now combined an alternation with some of the elements of progression that we talked about last time. Linda Summers, one of America's top marathoners of the 90s, used an alternating quarters workout as a key session on her way to victories at Chicago, California International, and Grandma's. Changing pace each 400 for three miles, Summers made marathon pace her recovery float on the odd quarters and ran as fast as 5K pace for the even quarters. Depending on her fitness and the stage of training, she ran two to three sets of this, so her total could be up to nine miles of work. But she also admits that she often failed to finish because of the challenge. And that was okay. Completing only a few miles makes for a great stimulus. Options for making the workout more appropriate for you could include reducing the sets down to two miles each, or pulling back on the fast pace and maxing it out at 8K or 10K pace. I encourage you to have a good base of fitness when you attempt Summer's 400s, and also to plan according to the surface you'll race on. If you have a road half marathon coming up, for example, using a marked path might be more beneficial than a track, and you don't have to keep taking all those turns. Summers liked this indicator close to race time, maybe three to four weeks out, but also much earlier, kind of in the core, the middle of her training cycle. She thought that really showed her where she was on her progression to marathon fitness. The second time really proving to her, I'm in shape, I've done all the hard work, I've put in the hard miles, and I'm ready to go. Before she ran her PR of right around 2 hours and 30 minutes, she went through three sets of this thing, so she got to the full 9 miles, and she was alternating between 75 seconds on the fast 400s and 85 on the recoveries. If you do that math 
on the 85s, that's 540 a mile, and it's putting you right in the range of that 230 that she ran. I dumbed this one down for myself and a lot of the people I work with. Sets of two miles, maybe three sets to get you to six, you get a tremendous effort there. Uh, or two times two and a half miles. So again, tinker with those numbers to get what feels right for you and your coach. Now, specific to marathoning, we see plenty of alternations used in the training of Renato Canova's athletes. Coach Canova's winning legacy dates back decades. It includes 1988 Boston Olympic champion Galindo Bordin and 2004 Olympic winner Stefano Baldini. In recent years, Canova has coached East African runners to medals at distances from 1,500 meters to the marathon. Uh, he also had Norwegian star Sandre Moen when he broke the European marathon record. And he is now the coach of up-and-coming Swiss star Julian Wanders. After moving his training base to the Rift Valley, Canova integrated more fartlek training into his alternation method and refined his alternating pace sessions in general. So in the final phase of his marathon training cycle, uh, what he calls the specific phase, that might be his most unique contribution. What you see here is the alternation paces modulating between at or slightly above marathon pace and just a bit slower. Canova's athletes do a significant amount of work at marathon pace within modulations in the last 8 to 10 weeks before their marathons. So for example, his athletes will often run a 4 times 5 k at goal marathon pace with 1K steady float recovery workout. Benji and I dove into that one and some similar examples in miles 11 through 13, our half marathon and marathon training series, so you may want to go back and listen to that. Canova's experienced marathoners may do even larger volume alternations in this same type of system. Uh, we could see workouts with constructions of 7K, 6K, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, beginning just slower than marathon pace, and then slightly quickening with each rep, and then that float in between at one of, of 1K taking place of recovery. Canova works mathematically in percentages of marathon pace, so he often has you floating at 80 or 85% of marathon pace. To do the math for you again, we broke this down in that marathon series as well. I'll use five minutes per mile because it translates really easily into seconds, and it's similar to the type of time a Canova elite runner might be running for a marathon. Five minutes means 300 seconds. 10% of 300 seconds is 30 seconds. So add 30 seconds for every 10% slower than marathon pace that you would be training. Therefore, at 90%, 5.30. At 80%, 6 minutes in the float recovery. You can do the same for yourself, though. It easily translates as 10 minutes as well. 10-minute marathoner. You do the math, 600 seconds, and so for every 10% slower, it's another minute added 
to 10 minutes. An essential point here with these large volume, very specific alternation workouts that Canova uses in his final training phase. This type of workout necessitates first reaching a high level of fitness and maximizing your skill at other critical speeds. So you've built into your work over a number of weeks all the other aspects you need to be at your best on marathon day. Now you are sharpening. Now you're running race-specific work. But we can work on those other skills with Canova-type alternations that fit into our plans at other points. My favorite involves around eight miles of work, alternating each half mile between half marathon pace and a float that yields a total average pace at or faster than your marathon goal. You could use this consistently in a half marathon training block as well. Start with shorter fast segments, maybe only 400 meters. Then increase those to 600, 800, and 1,000 meters. Or quicken the float pace with each attempt. After a number of weeks, you might find yourself running both faster on the hard segments and the floats, while also reducing the length of the float. By doing that, you'll surely have your body primed for clearing lactate at race pace. So that was just a sample of the permutations you might devise for alternation workouts. We use these in all kinds of ways in our coaching platforms. What you see is the alternations are an all-go, no-blow approach that turn your typical rest period into a deadly weapon for improvement. If you're interested in learning more about this, if you have questions, you want to get in touch with us about coaching, of course, please do it. We love to hear from you. It is secondsflatpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to come back at you with our final installment of the Workouts We Love series soon. But first, on mile 65, we will get a guest appearance from pro track star Kyle Merber. We look forward to bringing that to you next time here on Seconds Flat. Talk to you soon.